Welcome to Season 2 of the Founders Speak stage, which made its debut to a packed audience in Japan in May 2023. Exceptional startup founders took the iconic yellow circle in the heart of Tokyo City and shared untold stories that have shaped who they are. We're deeply grateful to SMBC for their support and being our venue sponsor. My name is Naveen Suri and I'm your host. My name is Sagari White and I'm your co-host. Our speaker today is Jonathan Hope. He founded Keychain with a vision that every individual, corporate or government can manage digital trust independent of big technology. In his talk titled Journey of the Hilariously Early Founder, Jonathan recalls how he was laughed at for years. People would ask him what digital trust even means. Let's listen to Jonathan. That's your only weakness, as far as I can see, Milton says to his son, slowing his walk to a stop. You know what you're missing? You're missing what I have. And he leans in. I'm a surprise, Kevin. They don't see me coming. That's what you're missing. As I reflect on my journey as a as I built the company Keychain. I'm reminded about those lines from the movie uh, Devil's Advocate, because it reminds me of exactly what it felt like to be a hilariously early founder. My message to you today is, if you are an early technology founder, and if you're able to persevere through being underestimated, being hilariously early gives you two as it, as it did me, gives you two undeniable advantages. First, you have the gift of time. Second, you'll be so far ahead of your competitors that you'll surprise them, and they won't even see you coming. Now, market alignment is happening for a keychain. After years of being laughed at by Practically everyone. I created Keychain with a vision that every person, organization, governments can manage digital trust independent of big technology. But when we started out, hardly anyone understood what we were talking about and why. After all, what does that word even mean in the context of digital trust? And why would I want to manage it myself? And yet, just two months ago, with the approval of the Japanese government, Keychain's partners integrated our technology into the Japan's digital in, uh, identity infrastructure. As part of a brown, groundbreaking project, to help Japan establish digital identity and trust, even in the event of a natural, nat uh, natural disaster, such as an earthquake. They chose Keychain, I'm told, because despite a global search for the right vendor, no other company could respond with the right technology except Keychain. Our competitors were not even close and they, didn't, they just didn't see us coming. A second example. Two other keychain partners 
demonstrated to the, again, to the Japanese government, very innovative solutions in such a way that they out-innovated Japan's, even Japan's biggest and best system integrators. Owing to the effectiveness of our product, they beat them. And just like the others, they didn't see it coming. It's happening for Keychain, and if you are a technical founder who's starting out right now, I want it to happen for you. Now, the typical founder will see a demand in the market, set a vision, and then build a product. The slightly early founder will see a vision, and after demand has been proven, build the product. But the hilariously early founder will have deployed the product before demand has even been proven. Because they've seen the problem themselves, and they know it has to, it has to be built, and it has to be sold. And it's definitely a risky endeavor, for sure. But the importance of being early is that you avail yourself to a resource far more precious than money. And that resource is time. Time to refine your assumptions and to deploy your product. Beware, though. While being hilariously early de facto means that you can see the future, it also means you might not be able to get your company's value recognized by potential investors until such time you get traction. To be clear, the journey of being early is a treacherous one because you will not only be, un, you'll say, underestimated by your competitors, but potentially even people closer to, close to you, even existing investors. If it wasn't for the case that Keychain had been so far in our go-to-market strategy, I would, not, I would not have narrowly escaped a, a near-death experience with an investor. Now, it's not a secret that in Japan, some investors will invest in a company for the purpose of exerting leverage over them. It's a known problem, but you don't expect it to happen to you. Well, at the onset of the COVID scare, the convertible notes of our first round were set to become, were set to mature in six months. Now, while the company was doing well, we were not yet on an exponential growth curve, and we weren't doing so well that I could pay off the, all of the notes immediately. It's a common occurrence for startups, but we had one investor that was particularly unhappy. What would you do in this situation? Would you fundraise during the pandemic? Or would you focus on building the, the business in hopes to move the needle forward? Well, I bet on myself. I focused on closing a deal with a very large customer, the use case for which was a perfect match for Keychain's technology. If, success, if successful, I definitely would have moved the needle forward. But still, the, the clock was ticking. And by now, we had only three months left before maturity. So I doubled down. I did what I do best. I trusted my, my experience, and I delivered massive value for the customer in a consulting engagement 
which led to a big proposal that I got up to the desk of the CEO. And I got a verbal approval for the deal just before the fateful meeting with the investor. On the call, the investor's response to the great news was an unsupportive silence. Just despite being told that we, were, we had a deal in process, the value of which was greater than the entire revenue of the entire company. So it was then that I realized that I might be in one of these notorious situations. So I cut the call short. I told the investor, I'll make you whole. I'll return your money, and I'll retire you as an investor. Great, that was easy. Now all I have to do is just find some money. Well, to make things even more exciting, the investor followed up the call with an email saying, he's going to go after my intellectual property if I didn't pay him. Well, the deal closed, as I expected. Not only that, we closed the greatest sell quarter, sales quarter in the history of the company that quarter. So I was able to pay off the investor, protect my company. That would not have happened had I listened to people who told me I was too early. He underestimated me, and I'm sure he didn't see that coming. And since the battle, the market has changed in our favor. The world's awakened to the need for digital transformation. Incidences of cybersecurity have skyrocketed. Cybersecurity attacks have skyrocketed. And politics has literally um, fragmented the internet. It's a perfect storm for the keychain value proposition. And so the market has come to us, and we're now enjoying the success that we have right now. You must trust what you know. Trust your experience. So to conclude, if you're an early founder, embrace being underestimated. Use that time wisely to deploy product as soon as you possibly can. Because being early to the market means that the market will align to you in such a way that it will not happen for other founders. And I can say with experience that if you persevere through the challenges of being early, you give yourself a tremendous amount of leverage over your competitors. You position yourself for success, and they won't even see you coming. Thank you. If you'd like to watch this talk, please visit the Founders Peak page on elevandi.io.